This is yet another episode of Midnight Chronicles. We are happy to be back. Is your boy Sopa. And the kid Angel, baby. Yo, Midnight Chronicles has taken off to the moon, to the moon. Shout out Crypto. But we're really going to mellow it out, you know, because Indigo Voices, the regular episodes are more like what? They're like a party. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Hold on now. No, but we're in Midnight Chronicles. We're in the after party. Here's where we eat our chimis, eat our cachapas, bring the shorties home and just ask them, when's your birthday? What's your sign? Sagittarius. Oh. You don't like Sagittarius, right? Um, We just vibe out right now in the Midnight Chronicles. We're vibing, man. We sink deep. Into and the couch. What do we do exactly? What is it we do here? The thing that we do is that we present our pieces. This is a space for us to really reflect on our writing. Um, and each Midnight Chronicles episode, one of us shares a specific piece. Dude, nobody likes to show off. Unless if what they're showing off is dope as fuck. Fuck. It's true. <laughs> Shout out the Suicide Squad. Shout out the Suicide Squad. It's a beast it movie. Fantastic movie. I recommend it. But uh, yo, this week it's my turn. If you're hearing those bubbles in the back, that's the hookah. Now, typically, we do film these after Indigo Voices podcast, and here's the problem with that: we're usually drunk. <laughs> Yo, stop talking about me so much, bro. I don't like that. I I, I don't like that too much. Ch- cheers, brother. Cheers to another good episode. Ah, don't hit it too hard. Don't break <laughs> it. And cheers to us being able to express ourselves uh, in every which way that we can, especially creatively, because the IVP boys are writers at heart. That's true. And what I like most about your description about Midnight Chronicles is that you said Midnight Chronicles is the soul of indigo voices that's oh, some dope is. shit it is man i heard when uh when our listeners heard you say that some of them got wet oh uh because uh, it was raining bro they they, they uh they, they liked it a lot they liked it a lot yeah absolutely and i appreciate and some it. of them got stiff <laughs> right on brother <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but you got but, an amazing piece today it's amazing because obviously we're not going to come on here like some chickens with no head. We have to read it to each other once. But I never heard him recite it. We don't recite it. We read it ourselves. So this is why this is amazing. I, I get to hear this for the first time with you guys. So about give us the title. Give us the piece. Show us the magic. The title of this one is The Young Warrior and Her Sidewalk Chalk. Ooh, I'm listening. It goes like this. Childhood laughter filled the city streets this August afternoon. As if on a mission, they made the city their own. Hopscotch, rainbows, and all sorts of colorful shapes made the city feel less grim. That is, until the rain began to fall again. The sidewalk chalk masterpieces dissolved down curbside drains into the big city sewer. Dreams washed away in an instant. Even the most vibrant eventually succumb to the forces of nature. Now the world appears as if no dreams had existed at all. The children scattered when the first raindrops began burning through their canvases. Some of them would bump into the girl who remained. 
She stood over her work of art. Her curls stuck to the sweat on her forehead from dreaming all day. The little girl watched, without moving an inch or saying a word, as the rain washed over her. Lightning flashed, causing her shadow to stretch over the sidewalk, and when thunder roared, she gripped the green chalk in her left hand. From it, green-tinted water fell like blood from a wounded warrior. With fierce determination, the girl swung an arced strike with her weapon of choice, the first brushstroke of her precious dream. And through the veil of heavy rain, she appeared possessed by a glance, but with close attention, she became a gladiator, carving out her dreams no matter what got in her way. Mm. That was fucking awesome, brother. I really genuinely appreciate um, that we get to do this and you reciting your piece. You have a voice, an indigo voice, Mm. that should be honestly heard around the nation. For those of you who did enjoy that piece, you should hop on Amazon and purchase Nostalgia (laughs) by Albert Garcia. Once again, that is Nostalgia by Albert Garcia. It is Sopa's very own published book of poems and short stories. It is fantastic. Once again, my people, Nostalgia by Albert Garcia. (laughs) You like a telemarketer. You won't regret it. Um, If you can't purchase the book, though, I appreciate you bringing it up. If you can't purchase it, sharing the episode or the pod Absolutely. is more than enough for us. Keep supporting us. And if you don't listen to Midnight Chronicles, you will never get to hear this special giveaway we're having. All right. Five of you lucky fuckers are going to get one copy, a signed copy what? of Indigo, what? Of Nostalgia by Albert Garcia. So, very simple. I'm going to let you guys know what you have to do. Uh, Tom here is going to uh, put it up on Instagram at Indigo Voices Podcast. It's going to be super simple. Five of you will have the chance of receiving a free copy of Nostalgia written by Albert Garcia and signed by Sopa himself. Anyway, my brother, I appreciate this piece in its entirety. Because it made me feel better. I'm having a, a bit of a week, right? What we all do. And, and, and the number one thing that this, this piece did for me was bring me hope. It's such a hopeful piece. And I wanted to talk about a, uh, your title for a bit. The Young Warrior and Her Sidewalk Chalk. Number one, beast, right? And number two, beast, right? So... <laughs> The young warrior off jump, she's fighting. You know, she's going through it. And then sidewalk chalk, her weapon of choice. Yeah. Something so beautiful. Tell me, tell me about that title, man. Yo, thanks so much for for that response. Because when I finished writing this and I, when I was thinking about bringing it on Midnight Chronicles, I was kind of hesitant. I was like, yo, um, does this piece really fit into what we're doing? I hate it when he doubts himself. Um, is this piece good enough? It's better than good enough. Thank you. But those doubts quickly, you know, wash away once I kind of recite it. Hell yeah, man. Right? 
like once I actually say those words and, and I'm on here already on the mic, shit is dope. But the actual title, yo, the the young warrior and her sidewalk chalk, it's just like you say, right? The weapon of choice is regular chalk. And something that can bring so many things to life. Anything to life. Depending on its wielder and their imagination. And the reason why I wanted to describe this young girl as a warrior is because of what you spoke about, um, the feeling that it gave you. For me, I wanted to portray like courage, like bravery. Will. Will. Willpower. You know? But but what did you think about it though? Like I said, I thought I thought it was amazing that you chose to title this young girl who wouldn't be seen as a warrior. You don't think when you think warrior, you don't think young girl, you think at the very least, let's say, like a strong woman, right? But you really think this soldier, uh, this fierce, strong man pushing forward, or woman pushing forward, uh, fighting this battle, like, and 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 they succeed. They're a warrior. They don't they don't lose. They don't they don't back down. You're a warrior. You you fight your battles ferociously, right? And then a weapon of choice is a chalk. So she's fighting this battle ferociously to what? Later on, you you figure out that it's to keep her dream alive. Yeah. I, before you continue to is another aspect of that is when you think of warrior, you think of like a historical figure, like of the past. Like in a, well, at least I think of like this um, traditional or ancient suit of armor. Sword. Sword, samurai type. I don't know. Old school, basically. American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, but... <laughs> well, no. But but this figure in this piece, this young girl, is a contemporary figure mm. that summertime, we see them all around us. In New York, at least. Cur- coloring in the sidewalk. This is everywhere to be seen. And the way that I write it, that this young warrior is keeping their dream alive, I wanted to make that contrast. What I find dope about that is that it's kind of like, I will honestly say that I think that children are braver than the adults are. Think about it. We hold back. We mind our tongues. We fear certain things. You know, we stop ourselves from doing so much that children might not. Children, blatantly honest, have these wild dreams that we kind of laugh about because we're like, oh, come on, you know, like kids yet they dream big Uh, ferociously even they defend that dream they protect that if you come out a kid about what they want to do they look at you like you're stupid yeah you know and they'll tell you the truth and they'll do all these things and they fight for what they want that along the lines obviously not necessarily that it dies and sometimes it does but you kind of lose those things you Mm -hmm. you you, you're more realistic through through socialization through learning the world it kind of like um dampens your light and which is why I say it's so hopeful. Aside from the fact that, aside from the message that it's showing, children bring me hope. You know, you know, I know we're not on IVP, we're on Midnight Chronicles, but I love kids because of that. Like they're they're a fresh start. They're so much ahead of them that hope. And I think that this is a very hopeful piece, as opposed to the depressing shit we usually write. Right. No, but it's it's <laughs> equally fantastic. 
And her weapon of choice is something that, you know, her her only limit is as far as her mind and heart can go. And I find that dope, man. She she can bring this art to life, and it's fantastic. You know, and I, I'm so glad that you focused in and you brought to light this aspect of the young girl. Yeah. It's a little girl, right? And I also want to say that there's wisdom in children, in young people. Oh, yeah. That oftentimes um, adults don't consider. Like, we're like, nah, we're past that. We're past it. That's yeah. when you let the child inside you die, I think. Yeah. And do- they don't even give them the chance. Like, they might not even engage in or try to engage in a conversation past. They brush it off. Past surface level shit. Because they assume that the young person or the child is not capable of talking about other deeper right. thi- deeper themes which i believe that they have a perspective that we we don't have or we don't have any more or we just kind of like you know times change too children this day and age are different than when we were and we were different than our parents etc so it's like i feel like a lot of times because of the way we are the people who are raising children now are a lot more open you know, so we're letting kids be themselves, mm-hmm. which is just adding to their power, which in turn, I think, is just going to like create this dynamic between amongst themselves and, you know, the future generations that is going to allow them to keep that magic alive inside them. And aside from the obvious or that message, uh, I have a, fav- a quote, man, that, and and. Usually I always say, oh, there's so many, and they are. And for those of you listening, I know, yeah, best friends, yeah, they're going to like each other's shit, right? But it's it's just beyond that. Like I would tell, like I said in one of the episodes, I don't fucking know which which Midnight Chronicles episodes. I said, I'm not going to let them go on here and just say whatever, you know, whatever crap. He, It's good writing. Yeah. Essentially. And so I usually have a difficult time choosing which is my favorite line. Now, I have like three, and that's because I stopped looking, right? But the end, man, the end not only encompasses what the title is saying, but it's just ridiculously beast. I'm going to read it for you now. And through the veil of heavy rain, she appeared possessed by a glance. And I'm going to take a pause right there. It's almost like there's nothing that's going to stop her. Like, it's like, I have this vision. I have this light. And I want to bring it like she's possessed by a glance. Like she's look, she's there's straight focus. Right. Okay. And through the veil of heavy rain, she appeared possessed by a glance, but with close attention, she became a gladiator carving out her dreams, no matter what got in her way. So now we're going one step ahead. She's a warrior. She's a gladiator fighting ferociously for her dream. There's nothing that's going to stop her. She's possessed Possessed by this glance. So she's focused. She's fighting. She's fierce to keep that dream alive. Something so pure and gentle, but with such like a, almost aggression. Like it's like nothing's going to stop her. No rain, no natural cause, whatever the case is. She's going to see her dream through because she believes in it. Right? And, and that's, yeah, that's what I wanted to to communicate, right? The verb carving is almost like. Um, permanent. It's permanent. It, yeah, and like uh, primitive as well. 
like animalistic, like mm-hmm. uh, like you say, with with ferocity, with with um, passion mm-hmm. filled. It's not no like slicing through or she's carving that shit. She's carving it, bro. Also, with the adjective of possessed, just by a glance, if you quickly look with a glance, you're not quite understanding what's happening because she looks possessed. Like even she has no control over what she's looking at. Like she's she's there. She's focused. Truly amazing, man. Like I, I, I might say this a lot, but this piece in particular, because it's different from the ones we've shared in the past here on on MC. This shit is dope, man. The personification of things, the choice of words, it's it's ridiculous, man. What what would you say is your favorite line if you had? But before I, I say my favorite line, what's crazy about it is that I wrote that last part today. This week, a couple of days ago, I wrote the first parts of this piece. And I left it. I was like, yo, I think I want to end it with uh, the green tinted water dropped like blood from a uh, wounded yeah. warrior. I thought I, I felt like, yo, this is a good place to end it. And it, it would have been a good place. I agree. But it wasn't the perfect place. It wasn't the perfect place. And that's how I woke up today. This morning I woke up and I was thinking about it. I was like, I can make this better. Don't you love when we when like that that you get that spark when you're like you're almost done with a piece and you leave it there, but you're like nah, like you you have that that like it's fire in you it's spark you have to you have to finish it you have to do it justice and and I've had to learn that while growing as an individual of course that sometimes it's okay to walk away from things and then come back to it when you're able to should I text her. <laughs> nah, but I agree, man. A lot of people have this pressure with finishing their work. Where let's relate to let's let's speak about art in, in particular, since this is what this is. Finish that story, finish that book, finish that poem, post it or send it or show it. Like take your time with it, you know. And, and you left that there, and it shows that you definitely did give it your best. This piece, so it was so dope, man. And that can be translated to to so much in life, yo. Like the conversations that you want to have with people, whether it be your partner, your boss, whoever the hell it might be, having it when you're ready, it will make all of the difference. Yeah. Like you preparing for it. Like, As opposed um, to just you doing it. Doing it like off the bat. Like I can do it, but I can do it right. Yeah. Which is better. Definitely. That's amazing. What's your favorite line? Man? Yo, my favorite line from this piece has to be lightning flashed causing her shadow to stretch over the sidewalk and when thunder roared she gripped the green chalk in her left hand that's dope it's my favorite line because of my association with lightning since you know oh dear lightning struck so close to me (laughs) no 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 he was struck by lightning. Say how it is, but we'll talk about that on IVP. But, but even the the what it says here, like the shadow stretched over the sidewalk, like almost as if she was shading her dream, like protecting it with her shadow, kind of. It's there's certain little things that you do that maybe you don't even notice, 
But there's certain little details that bring up so many questions. So the girl's left-handed. She's left-handed. She held the chalk in her left hand. Like and me. even Exactly. Yeah. Like, there, there's those little... I appreciate those little things that we subconsciously throw in there. You know, sometimes it's planned and it's great. Sometimes the subconscious is even greater because you don't even realize you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's something you, you instantly thought left hand. Did you plan that or did you just you just left hand? That one I definitely planned. But there are things that come off subconsciously. And is, it, is it in the relation to you because you're left handed? Yeah. So with that. I bring up like, is there a part of you? Because you know, we write, and of course, there's a piece of us in every single thing that, and every single word we write. So, it's like, is this girl like an idol to you? Like, restoring that hope, maintaining that dream. You know, I, yeah. So much of an idol that I kind of want to be like her. If that makes sense. I want to be like this little girl. Like I I want for your dream. Yeah. And the second part of that quote, like she gripped the green chalk with her left hand. This is the tool that she uses. That's her weapon of choice to articulate her dream. Without this chalk, can her dream come to be because it's an artwork? It's an art piece. Mm -hmm. She gripped it. She gripped it so hard. That it kind of like leaked into the ground. Green tinted waterfall fell like blood. It's like, yo, she's fighting tooth and nail. Bro. That line was crazy though, man. Lightning and then thunder roared. It it, it almost feels like there's a, like a natural disaster. It's just Going rain. On. Yeah. But it feels like there's a natural disaster. And at the center of it, there's this girl. When all the other kids chose to scatter, she's like, I'm standing right here, two feet planted. Fuck what you think. What did you feel when you were writing this? What I felt was... And what did it make you feel when you read it? mm -hmm. What I felt was, like I said earlier, you know, like, uh, I felt courage. I felt uh, brave. But above it all, I felt that I can take on anything. I had the same feeling. After reading this piece. Yeah, literally the same feeling. I was like, damn. Fuck, man. Fuck everything else. Like I could keep going in whatever it is that it relates to me, to you when you read it. You can keep going. You can um, overcome anything, anything that gets in your way. Shit is dope. This needs to be published. For those of you listening, send it everywhere. I don't give a shit. Just obviously, you know, don't claim it because we have all of this patent. I think. Right, Tom? <laughs> He's sleeping, this guy. Today's just been awful. Yo. No, nah, this is this is dope, brother. Uh what I like most though, to just say it real quick, is the setting of it all. I've alluded to it already, but like the setting, the little girl, the sidewalk. Like a New York summer. These things are so familiar to us. And I wanted to express that this way, that through things that we've encountered every day, you can see it in beautiful ways and you can kind of make it beautiful too. Within the mess, within the storm. Within the storm. This is fucking bravo, dude. Glasses off to you. Thank you. I'm not wearing a hat. (laughs) uh, I, I really enjoyed this piece. 
I don't want to say more than others because every piece you've written thus far in MC and myself even, I've enjoyed them for different things. But this one, ah, with a different sense of passion, I enjoyed it. It's different. You know, uh, I feel like this can not only be told to children, bro, but it can be told to adults. That's why I feel like this one has to be oh. out pushed crazy, man. That's this, true. This shit is crazy. That's true. I, I'm it's glad cool. that you said that. Like the, I don't, I don't like comparing the work. You know, I don't like comparing myself to you sometimes. Right. Like which piece is better than the other? I often don't even like comparing um, music. Mm-hmm. Like which artist is better? Which album is Comparison better? Comparison is the death of joy, bro. I think. Right? Why can't we enjoy it? Why can't we enjoy the things for what they are? It's all good, man. I definitely agree. I, you know, I, that's why I was very careful in the words I chose. Like every single piece that you have written, and myself, and I wrote the motherfucker. But you know, everything brings out something different in me. But they they share something similar, or you can relate it. This one is the one that stands out the most thus far. It, it has a, such a broad audience, and I think that it would be good for many, if not all, those who listen to us who we can get to, who we can share with. If they all read it or heard it, I think that'd be dope, man. Uh, congratulations, because this, this is awesome. What do you think is your overall message? What did you mean? What did the author of this piece mean? Yeah. I, I wanted to show overall like my meaning, what I, what I wanted to portray with this piece is the love of dreaming. We focused a lot of our Midnight Chronicles pieces on the theme of love. Um, But I wanted kind of to flip that on its head and show love through a different lens, Mm -hmm. through a little girl, but also a different type of love, which is the love of a dream. And the passion to... Make that dream a reality. It's like super romanticized. That was even a perfect description. That was great. Guys, I highly recommend that if you are listening to this, share it with as many people as you can. Have as many people as you can. Read it. And thank you for joining us on the after party. Thank you. After party. Thank you all. Thank you all. You guys are fantastic. Uh, and I know I use the word fantastic a lot, but it's that you guys are so freaking awesome that I have no other words. So I just stick to one safe word. Fantastic. Yeah. We appreciate you guys joining us. We definitely do. And share. Share the share, share the podcast. Let what's people the, know. What's the big fucking deal? Yeah. Share your favorite episode. It doesn't have to be the whole thing. Share your favorite episode. Share Indigo Voices podcast if you can. If you really, truly enjoy art, literature, the celebration of life, because that is what we do, this form of expression, then uh, do us that favor and share. And if you don't, we'll find you. We will. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys, for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. Uh, If you guys would like to keep tabs on us, you know where to find us on Instagram at Indigo Voices Podcast. If you have anything you want to share a bit more intimately, where can they... uh, Hit us up. Y'all can also uh, email us at indigovoices at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter, which is at indigo underscore voices. Absolutely. For you millennials, an email is an electric mail. (laughs) 
<laughs> Guys, stay tuned for that giveaway because we're serious and you don't want to miss your free copy of Nostalgia written by Albert Garcia and signed by the man himself, Sopa Worldwide. We're the same person. Are you really? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you. All love. <laughs>